It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think it was above my pay grade to read this legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving unelected bureaucrats the power to make rules about what we inject into our bodies. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today's drive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve, producer uh, Joe, producer Luke, uh, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And producer Joe, you are behind the board with uh, producer Luke uh, over your shoulder, correct? Okay, we're, we'll, uh, we'll continue on here. Uh, check out our website, that's KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And... Um, uh, be sure and check out America's Veterans Stories this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, we uh, did an interview with Bill Becker, World War II uh, veteran, and he was um, part, they're called carpet baggers, and they did very secretive work. And it was near the end of the war, and uh, so a super interesting uh, interview, and that will be this Sunday. 3 to 4 p.m. So be sure and check that out. We've got a great show planned for you today. In the first hour, we'll talk with Martha, uh, Martha Zoller, and she is a talk show host in Georgia. And we'll talk about Trump and Georgia politics and the Georgia GOP. And then in the second hour, uh, our featured guests are Natalie Minton with Colorado Engaged and Brandon uh, Wark with Free State Colorado. They've been doing deep dives on property taxes here in Colorado. And we will continue that discussion. I know uh, sometimes people's eyes kind of glaze over regarding property taxes and also school finance. Both of these areas need to be, uh, we need to have some tax simplification and tax reform in both of those arenas. So we will be talking with Natalie and uh, Brandon in the second hour about that. So super important. Our word of the day is nebulous. And it can be an adjective. Uh, It is an adjective. It means cloudy, misty, or hazy. Number two, lacking definite form or limits, unclearly identified or established, vague. And then three of, I always love these, of or characteristic of a nebula. And uh, I think I'll go to one of the, the headlines. This is coming off of Fox News. And it says that several FBI offices contributed to anti-Catholic memo refuting Ray's a nebulous testimony, the GOP says. Now, they did not have the word nebulous in there, uh, but I think that you could. And this is just remarkable that the FBI would actually um, label Catholics in, in America as terrorists. And I think uh, some of my Catholic friends said this is uh, particularly if they go to Latin Mass. And with with all the people that are pouring across the border, 
that there are certainly going to be bad actors in that group. The fact that we've got an FBI that would be um, putting out anti-American memos on Americans, and so in this case, anti-Catholic memos, uh, and then Christopher Ray. it looks like, uh, I guess, refuting his testimony would mean that maybe what he was saying was not true. So um, stay tuned on that. Uh, Let's get over here to our quote for the day. I will mention before we do that, uh, as many of you know, I have several groups of women that get together on a regular basis throughout the Front Range. Last night, there was a group that got together at my house, and I always get the uh, great wings special at Hooters restaurants. You buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. And I uh, always like to do that when the girls come over. That is for to go or to dine in. And they do have five locations in the metro area. And that is Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And Hooters Restaurants has uh, great specials for lunch and for happy hour Monday through Friday. And they are sponsors of both the shows. And how I got to know them is a very important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. So you can find that over at my website. That is KimMunson.com. Uh, continuing on here, let's see. I wanted to get to our quote of the day, and this is from this fabulous Medal of Honor quote book uh, that has been published by the Center for American Values. And the Center for American Values is located in Pueblo. It's on the beautiful Riverwalk, and the co-founders are Drew Dix, uh, who is a Medal of Honor recipient, and Brad Padula, who is a um, fabulous documentary maker. And they realized that we need to honor those um, uh, these men that have re- ha- are recipients of the Medal of Honor. And uh, so hence they have a Portraits of Valor, uh, over 160 portraits of Medal of Honor recipients with quotes that each of them has, has shared. And they're each so important, but that's one thing they do. But then they realize that we need to keep this spirit alive of, of these men, this honor, integrity, and patriotism. So there is a complete educational program for um, uh, public uh, public educators, home educators, and they are, are preparing and will be rolling out or are rolling out as we speak this great online education system as well. But our quote for today comes from Herschel Woody Williams, United States Marine Corps, Medal of Honor, di- uh, born 1923, died 2022. And uh, this is his uh, citation uh, for his actions. It says, for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty as demolition sergeant serving the 21st Marines, 3rd Marine Division in action against enemy Japanese forces on Iwo Jima, Volcano Islands, 23 February 1945. Quick to volunteer his services when our tanks were maneuvering vainly to open a lane for the infantry through the network of reinforced concrete pillboxes, buried mines, and black volcanic sands, Corporal Williams daringly went forward alone to attempt the reduction of devastating machine gun fire from the unyielding positions. Covered only by four riflemen, he fought desperately for four hours under terrific enemy small arms fire and repeatedly returned to his own lines to prepare demolition charges and obtain serviced flamethrowers struggling back frequently to the rear of hostile emplacements and to wipe out one position after another. On one occasion, he daringly mounted a pillbox to insert the nozzle of his flamethrower through the air vent, killing the occupants and silencing the gun. 
On another, he grimly charged enemy riflemen who attempted to stop him with bayonets and destroyed them with a burst of flame from his weapon. His unyielding determination and extraordinary heroism in the face of the ruthless enemy resistance were directly instrumental in neutralizing one of the most fanatically defended Japanese strong points encountered by his regiment and aided vitally in enabling his company to reach its objective. Corporal Williams' aggressive fighting spirit and valiant devotion to duty throughout this fiercely contested action sustained and enhanced the highest traditions of the U.S. Naval Service. And he said this, he says, you have never lived until you have almost died. For those who fight for it, life has a flavor the protected will never know. And that is from Herschel W. Woody Williams, United States Marine Corps Medal of Honor recipient. So, uh, Joe, do I have you and Luke there? Um, any comments on that? Yes, ma'am. We're here now. And I was actually going to comment on that. Um, growing up, seeing both my parents being in the military and whatnot, I definitely agree with that. Like, it, I was so much more proud because of that fact that, like, my parents are doing something awesome. And it, it's very, very much a different flavor. Well, you know, Joe, it really is. And uh, back in World War II, um, the armaments, everything was different. And everybody, almost everybody had a family member or friend that was in the military. That is not the case these days. And, um, and so, first of all, thank you to your parents uh, for my freedom because it's because of men and women like your parents that we get to um, – have these conversations. Freedom of speech is so important. And um, American soldiers from the Revolutionary War to, to now have uh, have protected that. So I really appreciate that. And that is why I think it's so important, Joe, that we uh, tell these stories. We need to keep them alive. Uh, because I think so many of us take this liberty that we have for granted. And we can't do that because as we look at what's happening there is this tremendous battle of ideas that is raging right now. And we would do all those that have put their life on the line or have given their lives for us to not engage in this battle of ideas, Joe. So I'm very excited to have you join us. And uh, you're, I, I'm excited because you're going to give us a perspective of the young person. And uh, very excited about that, Joe. Absolutely. Like. That's one of my favorite things when I go and visit family and whatnot because my mom's family as well have all been through the service too. And just hearing their stories and what's happened in their line of duty is just awestrucking and amazing every single time. Well, we may need to get some of your uh, family members on America's Veteran Stories as well. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, wanted to get over here. You had mentioned we have a lot of different things that are on uh, on the headlines but one of the things uh, that you saw that just kind of jumped out at you was uh, Biden, apparently when Peter Ducey from Fox News uh, asked uh, uh, Biden about uh, his contact with Hunter's business partners, Biden lashes out. And typically, if there is no there there, people will be more than willing to honestly and truthfully answer the questions when there is the lashing out, which can become a deflection, one has to step back and say, hmm, I wonder if there is some there there. And uh, so this will be so interesting as we continue uh, to watch what's happening. Apparently, he responded with something along the line that 
that's that's a bunch of malarkey and uh, gosh, uh, there sure seems to be a bunch of malarkey that seems to be coming forward uh, every day. There's more and more malarkey that we are seeing, uh, Joe. You're right. Like every day I'm sitting here going, what? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I did want to mention, and we didn't get to it yesterday, but this is something that happened in Ohio. And this abortion issue, uh, I I think I'm kind of stepping back and, and realizing that the radical activists left, they really don't have much regarding um any real substance regarding crime or the economy or the overreaching government. But the thing that they do have is abortion. And there was a ballot measure that Ohioans voted on on Tuesday that would have made it uh, more difficult to enact amendments to the state constitution, according to uh, this was to USA Today, Network Ohio, and the Associated Press. And the news dashes the hopes of Republicans who fought to hinder a November ballot question that would enshrine abortion rights into the state. And I should just say instead that would enshrine abortion into the state constitution. And the network called the race just after 8 p.m. And it was 63 percent were no and 37 percent yes, with just over 38 percent of the vote counted. And Tuesday's election would have raised the threshold for any future changes to the state constitution from a simple majority to 60 percent. And this push was funded, at least in part, it says by uh, right wing, well, by billionaire Richard Uline, who had funded an array of 2020 um, candidates in recent years. I'm actually uh, editing a little bit as this because it has uh, quite a bit of editorializing in it. And... um, uh, first of all, we must stand for life. And this was, uh, I think, a, a political strategy which seemed to make some sense. But with this kind of turnout, <clears throat> this is a very difficult issue that um, I wish it wasn't a political issue, but we've got to continue to engage in that. So I'd like to talk some more about that. Um, and we have these important conversations because of really terrific sponsors. And one of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And Roger has served and uh, his customers provided for his family and given back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Greenwood Village, and uh, Castle Rock for over 47 years. And I know each and every one of my sponsors, and I know the Roger Mangan Insurance Team uh, really strives for excellence as they serve their clients. So for more help with your insurance needs, contact Roger at 303 795 8855, like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this, I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. 
It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Be sure and check out uh, our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, I'm not sure I gave the website out for uh, the Center for American Values, so I want to make sure that I do that. That is AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. So be sure and check that out. And really do think you should probably put that on your list of things to do is to get down to Pueblo at the Center for American Values and uh, see their uh, portraits of valor. They are open seven days a week, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, also wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. As we look at this quote of the day uh, from, um, uh, let's see, let me get the exact name here, United States Marine Corps. Uh, Here we go. It is Herschel Williams, uh, Woody Williams. Uh, He was born in 1923, died in 2022. And, uh, of course, the Battle of Iwo Jima is a famous battle um, of our Marines. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I also so totally support the USMC Memorial Foundation and uh, what they are doing to raise money for the uh, remodel of the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And uh, it's a a great way to honor them would be to help them. So to go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org and you can make a contribution that is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. I do want to talk a little bit more about this vote in Ohio regarding uh, abortion. Uh, But before I do that, yesterday Trent Luce had a new definition for ESG, which uh, he said is Earth Starvation Gimmick. And one of our listeners was wondering what that was exactly. And so I wanted to share that with you. Um, <clears throat> this whole abortion question, I, I would love it if we at some point in time would get to a, uh, a point in our society where if, if a young woman finds herself in a situation uh, where she hadn't really, I don't know if you really have a planned pregnancy or not, but she finds herself pregnant. She's in a difficult situation. First and foremost, as a society, uh, I, I want us to respond with um, with compassion. And then also, we need to get to a point where we are supporting life. Uh, these young women have been taught uh, for many, many years that if they become pregnant, that, hey, life's over. They're, they're uh, their hopes, their dreams, their goals, they're not going to be able to accomplish that. There's nothing further from the truth. Now, it may mean that uh, the timing may be different what they in, from what they initially thought, but I would really love it that we also talk about adoption as a real alternative uh, to abortion. Uh, but I'm, I'm concerned with what happened in Ohio. Uh, this right now really is a minefield from a political standpoint. And I think this uh, this vote in Ohio was um, more significant on that than I realized. But <clears throat> I, I really think that our candidates 
must, we must start to take a stand for life. And we, we need to be able to, to talk with our, our young people about, uh, certainly there are challenges in being parents, but it is one of the most, uh, it's, I guess I would say it's one of the toughest jobs and most rewarding jobs that anyone can ever have. And if someone doesn't feel that they're up to the task on that, then uh, through charities, it used to be that we would have uh, charities that would step in and, and help women as they went through their pregnancy and have adoption as, uh, as an alternative. But I think what we need to realize is this narrative is really part of this whole anti-human narrative that we didn't realize was so strong. Joe, is, do you have any comments on this as a young person, a young man? Uh, what are you seeing? Well, I mean, not just young women or women are being taught that. That's what I thought as well all through high school and stuff. If you mess up and have a kid, things are over. You don't succeed much further past that. And so it always kind of scared me into being the best I can. And that's kind of sad. Well, and so what you're saying is that is a narrative that um, I guess was taught not only to young women but to young men through – really throughout our through our educational system correct is that kind of what i'm hearing yes ma'am that's correct so that's why when we get to this as a political issue it is truly truly a minefield and we have must work to um to take this narrative back uh that life is so important that abortion rights is really about you can't have uh, in in a discussion uh, yesterday I said you can't have Marxism and the sanctity of the individual, the American idea. They can't exist in the same spot. And we see Marxism that is really trying to um, destroy the American idea. And the opposite of life is death. And we need to understand that. And so this is a, I think this is just a real um, indicator that we've got a real real minefield here, obviously. But um, we've got to continue in this discussion. So it's an issue that we need to wrap our arms around it, not in being judgmental, but in actually in compassion. And speaking of compassion, there is one other headline that I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> not excited about it whatsoever. And that is, is what is happening to Anheuser-Busch um, because of these terrible decisions that were made regarding stakeholders. Stakeholders have no stake in the game whatsoever. They're not paying attention to the employees. They're not paying attention to um, the shareholders. They are not a stakeholder whatsoever. It's been this new word that has really manipulated uh, management to make some terrible decisions, which they did. And now Anheuser-Busch is selling off a number of their brands. I saw another headline or another uh, article that they're laying off a number of employees. And this is absolutely a travesty. Uh, and this is because of terrible management. It's because that they took their eye off the ball and wanted to have a, a woke ideology. And uh, so this is really a tragedy uh, and uh, so, uh, on the other hand, I have to say congratulations to the American consumer for answering back with their, their pocketbook. And so the answer was very strong there. Uh, we have these great discussions. We'll be talking with Martha Zoller here in just a moment. And we get to do that because of sponsors like Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. 
Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. Boson Law fights for clients who've been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless, reckless, or wrongful conduct of others. Whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That number again is 303-999-9999. Call now. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. I am very pleased to have on the line with me Martha Zoller. She is Talkers Magazine 2020. Woman of the Year, and she broadcasts in out of Gainesville, Georgia, on WDUN. It's a mid-morning show, and she is ahead of the curve on the latest developments in Georgia politics, uh, including these potential charges that might be coming out of Georgia against um, former President Trump. Martha, welcome to the show. Yes, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, Martha, I do think that Colorado is at the tip of the spear, but I also think that Georgia is at the tip of the spear. Such a important state, both regarding the presidential election and the Senate election there. So what should people in Colorado know about what's happening in Georgia? Look, Georgia, like a lot of states, has a very large uh, urban area, which is roughly five and a half million people. And then we have a very large rest of the state, which is roughly five and a half million people. And so because of that, we have, you know, com- conflicting kinds of views about things. And what happens is generally the metro area of Atlanta goes Democrat, the rest of the state goes Republican, and then we fight around those people around the edges 
that are largely suburban and exurban women who vote back and forth. They voted for Clinton in 96. They voted for Bush in 2004. They voted for Obama in 12. They voted for Trump in 16. And then they voted for Biden in 20. And so they go back and forth and you have to kind of win those voters. And so we've seen this change I don't know if it's because of the tech business or the movie business coming here. I don't know. But we've seen a kind of shift. We have now two Democratic senators, which, you know, we could get into the whole reason why we have those guys later on in the discussion. But we've got two Democratic senators, but every other constitutional officer and a, a overwhelming majority of the House and the Senate under the Gold Dome, it's what we like to call our state capital, is Republican. We have constitutional majorities. So the state is run by Republicans, but we have and we have mostly Republicans in our congressional delegation. But we have two Democratic senators. That really that doesn't match up to realism to me, Martha. That just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Um, After the 2020 election, of course, we all remember that we had two Senate runoffs because we had had a senator retire and then we had a senator running for re-election. So because of that, we had two Senate runoffs, which is very unusual to have in, you know, in one state in one year. And uh, former President Trump, you know, I voted for him twice. I gave money to him. He came to Georgia and did rallies. And, and he was giving this message of you can vote, but your vote might not count. And 450,000 Republicans that voted in the general election did not vote in the Um, in the runoff. And that led to two Democratic senators being elected in 2020. Then later in 2022, Senator Warnock was up for re-election in the actual term that he was filling. It was he was just a placeholder for that two years or for that year. Uh, And the, the candidate that we nominated as a Republican was Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was a a very well-known Georgian. He had won the Heisman Trophy. He was a University of Georgia football player. But he had a rather checkered past. And um, even though he had told that story himself, I always thought that was a positive thing. All the things we know about Herschel Walker's past, he wrote in his own book. He told it himself. You know, in PR, it's tell it yourself, tell it all, tell it early. Well, he did all of that. Uh, but he he was not able to get the traction that he needed to get to be able to defeat Raphael Warnock. And so Raphael Warnock was was elected to a full six year term. So you're right. It doesn't make sense. But I you know, the numbers are the numbers of the people that were that voted in the general election in 2020. Four hundred and thirty to four hundred and fifty thousand of them did not vote in the runoff. And that's why the Senate went to Democrat control. And um, and we ended up with two senators that were Democrats. Boy, these elections are so important. And again, from watching from afar, did Trump uh, say this because of the kind of the headbutting that he had with um, uh, Governor Kemp or it's Governor Kemp, right? Is is that why he did that or what? What do you think was behind that? Yeah, it was combination. It was that and and what's going on with Brad Raffensperger, who's the secretary of state. And and of course, we're going to hear more about that. There was the famous phone call that former President Trump made to uh, Secretary Raffensperger where, you know, I don't think it's illegal to say, man, can't you find 12,000 votes? 
Um, maybe he shouldn't have said it, okay, but I don't think it's illegal in a phone call where a bunch of people are listening, you know, to say something like that. Right now well, at the Fulton County Courthouse, they've got, they're getting prepared for more charges to be brought. And what uh, what will those charges be? Have you, do you have a inside I think it's going to be related scoop? to the phone call, okay? They're going to be, there's going to be a case that's going to be made that that phone call shouldn't have been made. And I kind of agree that the it's very unusual for a candidate to pick up a phone and call somebody like that and make that kind of request. That's very, very unusual. Usually you go through other people to do that. The other thing is we had a, a uh, slate of alternate electors uh, that had meetings and were meeting with Rudy Giuliani and others. Uh, Sidney Powell, a lot of these names, and it, you know there there are are charges that may be brought against some of those folks too in Fulton County. My gut feeling is that while there might be things like maybe the classified document case down in Miami has some legs to it, I don't, I you know I think that a lot of presidents take documents and give them back, take them and give them back. I'm not justifying, but I think these kinds of things ought to be settled at the ballot box. They shouldn't be sell, settled in a courtroom. I know I, there's a lot of different p- opinions about that. I just don't think it's helping us right now going through what we're going through. But it seems like it's really um, a, a political move. And quite frankly, if they were concerned about these things, um, it seems like charges should have been uh, levied back near when they happened versus oh, now, here, which we're in. Go ahead. It is absolutely the Jack Smith case is absolutely political. There is no other way, and that's the one that was just filed last week. And here's and I'll tell you why. President Trump was was uh, impeached and tried in the Senate on basically all the things that Jack Smith is talking about. He was acquitted in the Senate. Okay, at the time he was acquitted in the Senate. While there was still Republican control, this was before everybody had moved over, still he was tried and acquitted. You know, probably your state does this, my state does this, where if you have a school, a problem that happens in a school, there's a tribunal that decides what's happening. If the person doesn't like the tribunal decision, you can't then go and try the student in the state. That's considered double jeopardy. What Jack Smith is doing, and I've had liberal lawyers on my show say this, as well as conservative lawyers say this, What Jack Smith is doing is double jeopardy. Everything that is in his case, and I I don't know why President Trump, with all the money he's spending on these lawyers, that they haven't made this point. And I hope that they will make this point, because that is a basic tenet of our judiciary system, is that you don't do double jeopardy. You don't try people twice for things. And um, what I'm seeing is, and, and Kim, I don't know if you're seeing it, I have liberal friends of mine and people I know that are liberal that are saying, you know, this is piling on. I think Trump is looking a lot more um, a lot more uh, like he's being piled onto, like they're using the wrong laws. He's looking more sympathetic. And for liberals who I know have not liked President Trump to be saying he looks more sympathetic, that's a big lift. Well, it is. And uh, I was talking with someone recently, and we were were just talking about this particular issue. Do you think, Martha, that they will just continue to levy charge after charge because they want to get to a point where they sully his reputation 
so much that that, as you mentioned, that um, suburban uh, woman then will not vote for him. I mean, that seems like that's the only strategy I can come up with on it, Martha. Well, I think you're right, because, um, okay, if you look at how how close we are right now, okay, if you look at from President Obama in 2012 to President Trump in 2016, it was roughly 90,000 voters in key districts that switched. From 2016 to 2020, it was about 150,000 voters that switched back to Biden in certain areas. Um, There, you know, and I do accept the results of the election, okay? I think that you know, you can you can we can debate it and maybe we'll find out like we did with the Kennedy uh, Nixon election in 50 years that it really was stolen. But I think for our purposes, I accept the results of the election. And but but it's so close and there could be I don't know if it's going to be Trump and Biden again. I don't think that's the best that a country of 330 million people can offer. But uh, we'll see what happens. Do you guys have uh, mail-in ballots in Georgia, or what What does that look like? Because we have mail-in ballots in Colorado. We were one of the first states to incorporate mail-in ballots, and and I know that people like the convenience of that, to be able to have their ballot in front of them and think about the candidates, think about the issues. And I understand why that is attractive, but what's happened out here in Colorado, uh, Martha, is that uh, these uh, there's been these movements to to get people registered to vote, which creates a ballot. And we haven't cleaned up our voter rolls. And so there's these ballots that are flying all over the state, which just could invite all kinds of shenanigans. What do you have in Georgia? Yeah, we do not have um, uh, we do not have mail in ballots. We do have absentee ballots, but you must fill out an application to get one. Okay, Um, if you are over 65 years old, you can fill out an application for a particular election cycle and they will send it to you for each part of that cycle, meaning if it's a general and a runoff, you don't have to fill out another application if you're over 65. If you're under 65, then you do have to fill out an application each time you have to provide identification. The ballot then gets mailed back to you to the address that you have on file, but it's only by request, okay? It has to be, you have to actually fill out an application and request it. Other than that, we have three weeks ahead of time of early voting where you can do early in-person voting. Uh, And then we have um, obviously day of voting. And then we have what's called a provisional ballot where if you show up in all those ways to vote (laughs) and you don't have your ID with you, you can get what's called a provisional ballot, and then you have 72 hours to show back up with your ID to have your ballot count. Um, so I feel like we have a lot of different things in place that allows plenty of options for people to vote. We did, um, during the 2020 election, because of COVID, we had drop boxes all over the place. We codified that in law after COVID, and we only have drop boxes at polling places and they only can be accessed during regular hours of of the polling place being open. So like for early voting. So during the three weeks of early voting, I feel like we've done everything we can to to close some of the loopholes, because prior to 2020, we had a big fat loophole about absentee ballots because you didn't have to have I.D. to cast an absentee ballot. And, um, you know, our secretary of state back in 2006 said 
this is a big loophole and Democrats are going to figure out a way to drive a Mack truck through it. And the combination of COVID, absentee ballots and lots of drop boxes allowed. We went from 3 percent absentee ballots to 33 percent absentee ballots. And that's why we had the um, just nightmare of how ballots were counted uh, in Georgia in 2020. Oh, my gosh. Martha, this is uh, really fascinating how it's different from state to state. I'm talking with Martha Zoller. She is Talkers Magazine's 2023 Woman of the Year. She broadcasts out of Gainesville, Georgia, which is a North Georgia powerhouse uh, heritage signal. We're talking about uh, uh, Donald Trump, the elections, uh, Georgia uh, politics, Georgia uh, GOP. And um, we get to do this because of wonderful sponsors. One of those sponsors is a new sponsor. And that is Boson Law. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well. And that comes from a sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commission from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, Learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. They are raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And my friends, it is so important that we know the stories of those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our freedom. And uh, helping out the USMC Memorial Foundation with the remodel is a great way to honor them. And you can do that by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. I'm talking with Martha Zoller. She's Talkers Magazine Woman of the Year. 
and uh, she really knows everything about uh, Georgia politics. And, of course, Georgia is a very important state. We saw that in these most recent elections. And uh, Martha is uh, host of um, uh, a show out of WDUNAMFM in Gainesville, Georgia. And uh, Martha, I wanted to ask you about another Georgian, and that is uh, Stacey Abrams. Uh, she certainly is a um, lightning rod figure. What What's your read on her? Look, I've known Stacy for years. Um, we used to meet for coffee on a regular basis, but since she ran for governor a couple of times, we haven't done that lately. Um, and look, she's a very smart lady. But what we have to remember about Stacy is she has not won an election in ten years, and her only election she she has won has been of a of a state house district that was eighty five percent Democrat and had fifty eight thousand people in it. She was able to parlay that into uh, people thinking that she was like the smartest person in the world. She was the president of Earth or whatever it was on Star Wars and or at Star Trek. And she um, raised a lot of money on this idea of voter suppression, which was never there. I mean, the only group of people in Georgia that are voting less are white people. Every other group of people in Georgia are voting more at record levels. We have had record turnouts. And then now they say, oh, turnout doesn't mean votes aren't being suppressed. Well, I don't know how you measure voter suppression other than what, how many people go to vote. Okay, I mean, you really right. can't. The only way you can measure that is with data. I'm a data person, okay? She has gotten wealthy. She has, um, you know, the only, the one really good thing I would say about her is that if Joe Biden had picked her as vice president, she probably would have been a lot more organized than Kamala Harris has been. But she has not accepted the results of the 2018 election. She is part of a long line of Democrats. You know, people want to hang on Republicans, that they're the ones that don't accept elections. Hillary Clinton has paid millions of dollars to go around the country talking about how the election was stolen from her by Donald Trump. Stacey Abrams still has not conceded the election. She makes smart remarks like, well, I'm not living in the governor's mansion, but she has never said that Brian Kemp won this election. And so I don't, you know, I think she has risen to the level of her incompetence, and I don't think we'll see her again uh, in the political sphere. Maybe we will. She'll get appointed to something maybe, but she's not going to win another election. It's very interesting, Martha, that there is a lecture series that is uh, uh, recently I saw some information that's going to be here in Denver, and it's a subscription service, and it's expensive for the lecture series. And almost everybody that will be presenting, uh, I would say, is on the, the very left side of the spectrum. There's a couple that might not be. But Stacey Abrams will be one of the lecturers, and I thought, hmm, that is so interesting. So is she... Going to be out there on the hearts and minds, or wh- what do you think? She will make a lot of money speaking outside of Georgia. You don't see her inside Georgia very much. She had a book tour recently. She writes romance novels. She had a book tour recently, and this was while she was running for governor, that didn't didn't make a single stop in Georgia. Okay? it's it's. I knew she was in trouble, really. I knew she wasn't going to win re-election, and I knew she was in trouble when there was a mural painted of her in downtown Atlanta that had her 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 face uh, on top of Martin Luther King and John Lewis. And I thought to myself that they have lifted her up so high that they're going to abandon her. And that's what ultimately happened, is that her base voters did not end up voting for her. They ended up voting for Brian Kemp. 
I, you know, I don't know what your opinion is of Martin Luther King Jr. or John Lewis, but to put Stacey Abrams ahead of them on a mural, I thought to myself, she has no hope. And I, I, I don't dislike her, and I think people ought to be able to make money any way they want to make money. But you won't see her giving speeches in Georgia for those high-dollar amounts. She has a lot more credibility out west and in California and with, you know, kind of the limousine liberals. She has a lot of credibility with them. Her, her sister is a federal judge, uh, so, you know, she has that connection, too. So we'll see what happens with her, but I think she'll she'll continue making a lot of money. She'll continue writing books, and and she ought to continue to do that for as long as she can. But I don't see her running for office again. Okay, well then let's look into the future. What do you see regarding Georgia politics as we're coming into the twenty twenty four election cycle? Is there anything in twenty twenty three that uh, Georgians should be cons- you know thinking about as well? Well, the number one goal I have for Georgia politics in 2024 is to dispel this myth that we're a purple state because we had well over 54 percent of the people voted Republican in the last election. Even though we have Democratic senators, we don't, you know, I want to make sure we win on the presidential, we win on the constitutional offices, and we win for all the offices for the for the state legislature. I want us to dispel this myth that Georgia is not a red state, and we're going to work hard on that. That's my number one goal. Then we've got, you know, primaries, which I love primaries. I get my friends that are in public office throw things at me when I say that, but I love primaries. I think that's when you vote your conscience. I think that's when you analyze candidates. Certainly, former President Trump is ahead in Georgia right now as far as the primary goes, but you're seeing other people make inroads. Um, you know, people like Tim Scott and Vivek Ramaswamy and others, but they're still like around the eight to 10% range at the most. You know, they're not, you know, and they're not up where, where President Trump is. I think probably President Trump is going to be the nominee. Uh, but I think that we shouldn't assume that. I heard a, I heard a, a person on Fox News say that everybody else ought to just get out and let Donald Trump have it. I just don't agree with that. I think that he should show up the debate. I think that he should defend his positions. I think all these candidates should say why they're different. And I think on the Democratic side, the same thing should happen. The fact that they're going to they're going to try to hide Joe Biden in the basement again, uh, I think does a disservice. And you'll hear it here. I've said it on my show, but I'll say it here. I don't think that Joe Biden is going to make it all the way. Not that he's going to die, but they're going to replace him. And the reason why I think so is. Uh, generally, if you have the incumbent president, you have your com- your convention early so that you have a long general election cycle. They are uh, having them as late as they can have it. It's like around the 23rd of August in 2024 before the ballots have to be changed. It's as late as they can have it. And I think it's because they're giving themselves the option to put somebody else in there at the last minute. So who do you think it might be? Do you think it'll be Gavin Newsom? And out here in Colorado, we've heard that uh, uh, Governor Polis uh, would love to run for the presidency as well. And and if you're not familiar with him, Martha, he is 
he, he is really of that radical activist Democrat yes. um, ilk, but yet he tries to paint himself as a libertarian. And he, so he's a very astute politician because there are those that even though we've had such onerous rules and regulations and taxes and all kinds of things occurring here in Colorado, he's able to hide behind the bureaucrats that he's actually um, appointed. So he's he's a very astute political um, operative on that. So what are you hearing? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Gavin Newsom is doing everything but running. He's set up all the organizations. He's done all the, the pre-work. You know, he's preparing for something. He's They've announced they're going to do a debate with Ron DeSantis in November. He's going to do that um, against Ron DeSantis in November. Uh, I think it'll be interesting, but I would love to run against Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, all you'd have to do is get a super PAC to raise some money to do a, do an ad campaign of all the people that have left California and why they left California <laughs> in the last five years. Because you can find them anywhere you go. You know, anywhere you go, you can find people. My uh, niece, uh, Ashley Seeger, is a real estate person in Denver, and she said most of the people she's showing real estate to are people from California. So, you know, there's there's a lot of people moving, but they're also moving to Texas, and they're moving to Georgia, and they're moving to Florida because and, and Tennessee because of the low taxes. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I think, yeah, it's Gavin Newsom. I'm not – I think Robert Kennedy Jr. is interesting, but I think he is has got too many big question marks in his past to make it all the way to the nomination. Well, somebody has said to me uh, recently an interesting ticket would be Donald Trump and RFK Jr. together. And <laughs> I, I, I just thought about that. Yes, that would be very, very interesting. And to your polling, point- there is some polling to suggest that Robert Kennedy Jr. actually takes more from people who formerly voted for President Trump, because he's kind of a populist, but he's a different kind of populist than Trump is. And look, we all know former President Trump ran on the Republican side because that's where the best opportunity was. He's been a Democrat. He's been a Republican. He's been a constitutional officer. I think that probably he's a conservative on business stuff and on regulation and on size of government and on taxes. But he's a little more libertarian or has been in the past on social issues. He's certainly more hardline on the social issues, more like me on social issues now than he was. But he's been all over the place uh, as far as politics goes. But he has been successful in the Republican Party. Well, it is uh, it, it is interesting that just there are those that love him. There are those that hate him. And uh, he certainly... Um, He's he's certainly all I can say is he's he's Donald Trump. (laughs) He he is a lightning rod. I I loved what he said um, when he was being interviewed by Brett Baer, where Brett Baer said to him, you know, you need to win back suburban women. Do you think you need to change anything? And he said, yeah, I know I need to be less confrontational. And I'm paraphrasing. And he said, but I just can't do it. And I thought to myself, that was humorous. It was true. (laughs) And, and, you know, I I understand completely his, you know, and I stuck with him for two uh, cycles. I'm not saying I'm going to vote against him, but I'm open. I am one of those voters that, that needs to be won over right now as far as this goes. But I'm not going to let people tell me that I'm not conservative enough or I'm not Republican enough or I'm not this. 
or that because I've worked for candidates. I've helped candidates get elected. I've run myself for office. And and I believe in our values. I believe our ideas are best. I love the intro to your show that if it's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I may steal that from you, Kim. I think it's great. <laughs> but it's, it's so important. It's true. We need someone to be a leader. We need someone to do what Ronald Reagan did, where he made us believe we could do it ourselves. Because a good leader can't do it all themselves. They have to motivate us to be able to do the right things. Well, and and really to have government small so that the individual can be big, to go after those yes. things that, that are in the Declaration of Life, Liberty, and Pursuit of Happiness, and it's upside down right now. And uh, I, I really don't want to just vote for the, you know, the the personality. I, we need to vote these principles, and we need to encourage people to do a gut check and say, what are these principles? What are the things that I'm concerned about? And vote those principles, Martha. Zoller, this has been a delight. What's the the final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, I just think be involved. I mean, don't I know we're all busy with our lives and what we really want is for the people that we elect to do what they promise to do. I don't care who you are. But be involved, ask the questions, don't wait until the last minute and don't be put off by social media. Go to long forms like what we're doing right now where you can actually hear people discuss issues and get involved. Well, Martha Zoller, thank you so much. And amazingly, I had looked for a quote for famous Georgians, and I found this one from Jackie Robinson. And he said this. He said, life is not a spectator sport. If you're going to spend your whole life in the grandstand just watching what goes on, in my opinion, you're wasting your life. And so, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. their guests and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. KLZ AM HD Denver, AM 560 and 100.7 FM. Another hour of the Kim Munson Show is coming up after the news on KLZ 560. USA News, I'm Lance, as special agents tried to serve an arrest and search warrant at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's visit to Utah this week. No other information was given. The Hawaiian island of Maui is under a state of emergency as wildfires have left at least 36 people dead and destroyed structures. 
Officials said yesterday that hurricane force winds and drought conditions have fueled the fires which have devastated the tourist town of Lahaina. Hundreds of homes and businesses have burned, forcing mass evacuations. Some residents desperate to escape the Those are the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. KLZ AM HD Denver, AM 560 and 100.7 FM. Another hour of the Kim Munson Show is coming up after the news on KLZ 560. USA News, I'm Lance, as special agents tried to serve an arrest and search warrant at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's visit to Utah this week. No other information was given. The Hawaiian island of Maui is under a state of emergency as wildfires have left at least 36 people dead and destroyed structures. Officials said yesterday that hurricane-force winds and drought conditions have fueled the fires which have devastated the tourist town of Lahaina. Hundreds of homes and businesses have burned, forcing mass evacuations. Some residents desperate to escape the flames actually had to jump into the ocean. The Coast Guard said it has rescued at least a dozen people in Lahaina. One GOP long shot to become president hopes he gets the chance to debate Donald Trump. Republican presidential hopeful Chris Christie is challenging Donald Trump to show up for the GOP presidential debates. If he's so proud of his record and he was such a great president, I would think you'd want to be there to make that case. While speaking to reporters in New Hampshire Wednesday, Christie said it would be disrespectful to voters if the former president skipped the first GOP presidential primary debate, which is set for later this month. Trump has suggested he's unlikely to participate in the debate set for August 23rd in Milwaukee, as he's considered to be the Republican frontrunner. I'm John Schaefer. A nonprofit legal group wants the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to investigate Kellogg's over workplace diversity policies the group claims are illegal. America First Legal filed a complaint with the EEOC yesterday saying the more than century-old cereal maker hiring training and promotion practices are designed to achieve a balance based on skin color and gender. USA News. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Most Americans say they're concerned about rapidly developing artificial intelligence. 
A recent YouGov poll reveals that 62% of registered voters harbor either major or minor concerns regarding the expansion of AI. Roughly 20% express enthusiasm, while 16% maintain a neutral stance. Responses remain consistent among political affiliations as 75% of Democrats and 78% of Republicans share the belief that AI might eventually jeopardize humanity's existence. I'm John Schaefer. Musician and storyteller Robbie Robertson died yesterday from cancer. At the time of his death, Robertson, along with Garth Hudson, was one of just two surviving members of the band, which rose to prominence as Bob Dylan's backing band in 1960. The band played at Woodstock in 1969 and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994. Again, Robbie Robertson has died from cancer at the age of 80. Subway is offering free sandwiches for life to someone who will change their name to Subway, and plenty of people are interested. The sandwich shop chain says over 10,000 people have submitted entries indicating a willingness to make the name change. Subway will pick one winner. Lance Pride, USA News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think it was above my pay grade to read this legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving unelected bureaucrats the power to make rules about what we inject into our bodies. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team that I work with as producer Joe, producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And happy Thursday to you, producer Joe. Happy Thursday, Kim. (laughs) And uh, Steve is uh, out of town for the next couple of days, and he's going to be retiring at the end of the month, and producer Joe will be taking over. So he's behind the board, and producer Luke is is uh, over his shoulder today. Today is an instructor, so great to have you behind the, the board there, producer Joe. It's good to be here. Okay. We've got another great hour planned for all of you. Our featured guests this hour are Natalie Minton. She's with Colorado Engaged. Uh, she is a real watchdog regarding uh, the taxpayer. She's also a director on the... Um, um, Tabor Foundation, the Colorado Taxpayers um, uh, 
gosh, now I'm drawing a blank. Tabor is, uh, uh, well, Tabor is, uh, stands for, I'm having a a brain freeze here. I'm sorry, everybody, but Natalie will set us straight on that. And then Brandon Wark, who is with the Colorado Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Colorado Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Thank you, Luke. And uh, gosh, I hate that when I have a brain freeze, but I think there's too many things going on in this brain right now. There's so many issues. And so we're trying to help you get your brain around those. Check out the website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You will get first look at our upcoming guests, as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. So our word of the day, I challenge you to use the word of the day sometime today, is uh, nebulous. It's an adjective. Uh, First definition could be cloudy, misty, or hazy. Two could be lacking definite forms or limits, unclearly identified or established. Uh, three of a characteristic of a nebula. I hate that when they, they do that. It's like, well, then you have to know what a nebula is. But uh, we're going to go with the first definition, cloudy, misty, or hazy. And uh, uh, most definitely uh, this um, uh, this whole story about uh, Christopher Ray and the FBI. And Christopher Ray has basically, he said that the FBI had not actually... Uh, contributed to anti-Catholic rhetoric, but actually there is a memo that has um, surfaced from several FBI offices that uh, actually is refuting his testimony. So I I would say that Christopher Ray was very nebulous in his testimony, and I think that's going to come back to bite him. And so again, the word of the day is nebulous. So see if you can use that. Uh, Our quote for the day is from uh, Herschel W. Woody Williams, United States Marine Corps Medal of Honor recipient, born in 1923, died in 2022. Uh, and his story is amazing. We shared the citation uh, regarding um, what was said when he was awarded the Medal of Honor. And it is pretty amazing. And he was just a kid. And uh, he said this, though, this is the quote of the day. You have never lived until you have almost died. For those who fight for it, life has a flavor that protected will never know. And the Medal of Honor is awarded because when a situation presented itself, these individuals took action. And that action certainly was uh, taking out the enemy, but also protecting, saving lives of, uh, of their fellow uh, men as well in battle. And uh, we can take heart from that uh, because the situation is in front of us now that we are in a battle of ideas. And so each day we are faced with a situation where we can just say, huh, I, I see that a little differently. Or have you thought about this? Or did you know? And it's a, I know it seems Small, but it's huge in the battle of ideas. The other thing is, is to have your brain around these issues, uh, because then you can engage in reasonable conversations, which is really the way to move the needle. And so the, the two nonprofits that I really highlight on the show is, first of all, the USMC Memorial Foundation. And I've gotten to know them over the years. There's a group of Marines, uh, combat uh, veterans that meet up in uh, North Denver for lunch once 
a month. That's Cooper's Troopers. And uh, it was really started by uh, a World War II veteran realizing that combat veterans, being in combat, nobody else understands that. And so combat veterans being able to talk with other combat veterans can be very healing. And so hence this uh, Cooper's Troopers was founded. Uh, And I've gotten to know them. They have... um, uh, uh, a number, they still have several Iwo Jima World War II veterans that attend, which is pretty remarkable. And then uh, have done a number of interviews with a number of the Vietnam veterans. So uh, anyway, I got to know the USMC Memorial Foundation through that. Paula Sarles is a Marine veteran. She is a Gold Star wife. She is also uh, the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. And it is on her heart and her team's heart to raise the money for this remodel. So you can honor them by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org to make a contribution. And then also these quotes are coming from the Center for American Values, and that's located down in Pueblo. And they honor all of our Medal of Honor recipients. Uh, and But uh, in particular, they have portraits of valor of 160 of them with these great quotes. And the center was founded by Drew Dix, Medal of Honor recipient, for actions he took during the Tet Offensive in the Vietnam War. And uh, Brad Padula, who is, uh, he's a truly an entrepreneur and uh, documentary maker. And they realized that we need to take those values of honor, integrity, and patriotism and make sure that we appreciate them as individuals, but then also to pass that on to the next generation. So they are doing amazing work. And you can find more information at AmericanValueCenter.org. But again, that quote of the day is, you have never lived until you've almost died. For those who fight for it, life has a flavor the protected will never know. That's Herschel Woody Williams, United States Marine Corps Medal of Honor recipient. And uh, the show comes to you because of great sponsors and one of those is Karen Levine, Remax Realtor. She is a, a good friend, been a friend for many years. Uh, she also is a sponsor of the uh, America's Veterans Story Show. And uh, we've got her on the line. I wanted to ask her what's happening in this metro real estate market. Karen Levine, welcome. Good morning, Kim. And uh, I do see for sale signs out there, Karen. So what's the what's it look like? Well, it's interesting because the data from the Colorado Association of Realtors is going to be released either today or tomorrow, and I have those stats in front of me. And it's great you're seeing for sale signs, and the reason you're seeing them is homes are staying on the market twice as long as they were last summer. So those signs are staying around a little bit longer, but inventory is 28% less than it was last year. So we have less houses, um, but resulting in less sales. But sales are not down as much. Sales are only down about 20%. And really, I would attribute that to the increase in interest rates, which is causing affordability to be more challenging. But also, we're seeing a softening in average and medium prices. Not a lot, a couple percent, three or four and so affordability is obviously being challenged as it has been, but people still want to own their own home. And we see that because even with less inventory, we're still creating more sales. So um, there's always opportunity out there. I have a new listing coming on the market tomorrow. It's a great little two-bed, two-bath, two-car garage townhome, and it'll be priced under 400000 So for a first-time home buyer, young couple, it's a great situation. 
And where's that at, Karen? It's in Arvada. Okay. And um, it is um, in, you know, good condition. It, all the appliances are included. So somebody can start their homeowner journey with a nice little um, townhome like this. Okay. And how can people reach you, Karen Levine? They can reach me at 303-877-7516. Okay. So regarding that potential um, townhome that's going on the market, they can give you a call. I also, uh, a little farther out from in, in the metro area, I'm seeing that there are uh, developments of new bills. And I just address that just a little bit as well, Karen. Certainly. There is definitely um, some good opportunities in new home construction. And we've talked about that over the last couple of weeks, that builders are offering some very nice incentives to either help you buy down the interest rate or if the home is at a stage of construction that you can upgrade some interior features, they're allowing for that. And uh, there are projects, the majority being outliers, you know, outside of the, the core of the metro area, north, uh, Thornton area, Brighton, um, out by the airport, um, down south in the Parker Castle Rock area. And then there is a very small infill project in Arvada that is affordable. Most of their products coming in under 700000 and they're doing paired homes, townhomes, and single-family homes. So all we ask or I ask is if you're interested in new construction, You'll want to be represented because um, the builder, the person sitting on site, is working for the builder. And if you want somebody on your side of the table, we, in our industry, we've just asked that you take your realtor with you on the first visit, and hopefully you would choose that to be me. Absolutely, and that is Karen Levine. And as I've mentioned, I know each and every one of my sponsors personally, and each and every one of them strive for excellence in their business. And I've known Karen Levine for so, uh, many, many years. Highly recommend her. And that number is 303-877-7516. And we will talk to Karen Levine next week. Uh, also, another great sponsor of the show is uh, the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and also renter's coverage. That is super, super important for all of you that are renting. So contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan team is there. So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this. I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. 
Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. SON.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, before we get into this next discussion, uh, yesterday we had Dr. James Lyons-Weiler on the show. He's a, a regular guest on the show, and he is creating this fabulous educational program from IPAC-EDU, and they're preparing for the fall semester, and um, I'd recommend that you go to IPAC, that's IPAK-EDU.org, and my friends, we've got to keep these brains going. We've got to be intellectually curious, and Dr. Jack is uh, matching up amazing instructors with all of us that are, are intellectually curious and uh, would highly recommend the, and, and a very affordable price. For example, like 15 weeks of a course might be 180 bucks. And uh, actually for all Kim Munson show listeners, if you put in my last name, M O N S O N in the promo code, you will get a discount. So be sure and check out IPAC-EDU.org. But two people that are very intellectually curious are Natalie Minton and Brandon Wark. And Natalie Minton is uh, with Colorado Engaged. She is also a director on the uh, Tabor Foundation, Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. Natalie Minton, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And Brandon Wark is the founder and creator of Free State Colorado. And you really should check that out. Uh, He keeps uh, people informed on what's happening in Colorado. Brandon, welcome. Thank you, Kim. And Brandon, you and Natalie are your film stars now because you have been making uh, these uh, different videos regarding property taxes, which is a very important subject and uh, trying to help people understand that. And even though you say property taxes and people's eyes glaze over, but they realize that it is money that is going out of their pockets. And so it's important. So tell us just a little bit about this video series, Brandon. Yeah, Natalie and I have been working on a video series. Part 9 just came out yesterday, uh, educating and providing information for people all across Colorado, giving people the background about why our property taxes are where they're at, who's responsible for these record high rates, and what you can do about it as a citizen. Really, the, the goal of the series is to provide empowering information, actionable information that people can use to help take control of their local governments and lower those property taxes. Well, and Brandon, bottom line, I really think that we need property tax uh, reform and simplification. And uh, so we, we need to come together and somehow come up with a plan on that, But uh, because it's pretty complicated, correct? 
definitely it is complicated and part of what we're doing is trying to make it a little bit easier to understand and giving people the resources they can they can decipher it because so much of what the legislature does so much of what our local governments do they they can get away with so much just because people don't understand what it is that they're doing so the first step is getting that knowledge becoming empowered and then being able to do something about it well, and that is so important. So the work you're doing there is so great. That's what we're working to do on the show as well. So, Natalie, um, you've been covering the Blue Book. A lot of people, you know, we get this Blue Book that uh, people look to that and have it in front of them when they're filling out their ballots. But it's a it's a real interesting process. And they're in the third draft of this now. So tell us a little bit about that, Natalie. Sure. So, In Colorado, there is a ballot analysis guide sent out to all registered voters before they actually get the ballot in the mail. We refer to it as the Blue Book. It covers statewide issues, and it's called the Blue Book because it literally has a blue cover on it. What it will include is the upcoming uh, ballot issues and provide fiscal analysis, pro and con statements. The citizens of Colorado, thanks to the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights um, and our process, are able to chime in. So we are presented with misleading ballot questions far too often. That's exactly the case with Proposition HH. So folks need to save that blue book, set it aside. Actually, don't set it aside. Start to look at it right away once you get it, but the citizens are able to chime in on the process. And as you mentioned, we're on third draft. Um, There's when the draft comes out, there is roughly a week to provide public comments on how the language reads. Is it clear? Um, We still have issues with the blue book um, and we're still working on this third draft to make those changes, make it more clear than ever to voters how much of their rights they will be giving up if they approve HH. And that's a lot, it's a lot. It's a big price tag for taxpayers. Um, There will also be a public hearing August 31st on the Blue Book, but by then it's largely set. We can make a difference. I've myself had language changed at that hearing Um, in favor of what I'd asked for personally. So we're trying to inform people how they can get engaged in that and make that difference because, my gosh, that goes to every voter in Colorado. There's no way that any single one of us can knock on every voter's door. So the Blue Book is extremely important. Well, and then let's also talk about the the local or the county um, books that come out and what that process is, because that process is uh, very important as well, Natalie. Yes, it is. And it's off a lot of people's radar, whereas the Blue Book might be a little more, people may be a little more understanding of what goes on there. Right now, local governments are also deciding whether they're going to put TABOR-related, Taxpayers' Bill of Rights-related issues on the ballot. Local governments do not advertise this very much. They are right now making decisions on whether to take more money out of your pocket. There's a process to figure out what's going to be on the ballot. 
And I've laid that out in some articles in previous years. Those could be found at completecolorado.com. But Brandon and I, I think we're going to be able to do a an issue on that episode. Um, the local book with Tabor Issues is called The Gray Book. So we got Blue Book for statewide and what we call The Gray Book for local issues. Right now, I'm personally contacting my county election department, and anybody can do this. Contact the local election department, the county, and say which little local governments have said they're going to be on the ballot this year. And you can do a public information request, get that info. info. Why is that important? Well, with the gray book, it also includes pro and con statements, for and against. In this case, citizens directly submit those comments. Those comments will be printed in the book versus being filtered through like the blue book process. But the, the first step is to know what's going to be on your ballot because local governments aren't really telling you that. And there's a deadline of September 22nd, I believe, that's Friday, um, to submit those comments. The same benefits apply. The local gray book gets mailed to every registered voter, to every household. Getting your comments in about this is going to take your Tabor refunds. This is going to raise your property taxes. This is going to be an increase in sales tax. That's empowering. Uh, it's all thanks to the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. We did not have that process without Tabor. Uh, so that's that's another project that it's a busy time of year, but it's another one of the things that's really important to get get done and participate. Okay. And uh, Natalie, the other thing, because I've participated in this, is these comments, it's almost, it's kind of a a, a bit of a, a kind of jockeying uh, each side to, to, to on what they try to get into uh, both the blue book and the gray book, correct? What was the word you used? I used jockeying, <laughs> you know, so kind of a back and forth between the sides. Yes, it is. It is with the the blue book, and I mean with that there's there's drafts. Gray book, I, I, yes, I mean it's direct citizen involvement. The pro side could say, you know, a variety of different things. You're going to have the con statement coming back and going. That's not true. This is the truth. So you're both trying to get uh, that correct information to the voter, and it's. It's an interesting process because the the, sum, the gray book can only include 500 words from each side. Well, let's say you have a large county and 10 people submit uh, comments. The, the county clerk has, or the designated election official, I should say, that's the right word, designated election official, it's called DEO, has the ability to actually trim those comments to the 500. So it's it's an interesting process. I'm very thankful we have it. Um, ballot issues are complex enough. Government gets to control how the question reads. We don't really have that much control over that, but we have control over what we can submit for con or against statements 
to counter that and basically fight off the government with deceptive language that's presented on um, the ballot itself. Well, and so this is such an important process. This came in on the text line, and uh, the text number is 720-605-0647, asking if there is a Spanish version of the Blue Book. Natalie, is there? Yes, um, it, it there is. Uh, if it, correct, yes. Okay, and and how do people access that? Get it. Um, it will be will in the published booklet that will arrive in the mail. One half of the book is dead is is Spanish. Oh, okay. So that uh, arrived like that. Okay, great. Well, I'm talking with Natalie Minton with Colorado Engage. She's also a director on the Tabor Foundation and Brandon Wark, who is the founder and creator of Free State Colorado and uh, trying to help you get your brain around these issues because I'm concerned as these taxes are going up on our property that we are going to start to tax people out of their homes, and we we can't let that happen. So that's why we have to be shedding light on what is going on with all of this. And so we have these discussions, and we get to do this because of great sponsors like uh, Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. Boson Law is a local law firm dedicated to helping injured individuals in Denver and the surrounding areas fight for the justice they deserve. Boson Law focuses on personalized representation tailored to your unique situation with one-on-one attention and counsel and consistent communication. Boson Law personal injury attorneys have extensive trial experience and have successfully represented clients against the interests of powerful corporations, manufacturers, insurance companies, and government agencies. Contact Boson Law at 303-999-9999 for a complimentary in-person consultation. Again, that number is 303-999-9999. Call now at 303-999-9999. Nine 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 nine. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. 
everyone. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Natalie Minton. She is with Colorado Engaged, as well as she is a director on the... Uh, Colorado Taxpayers Bill of Rights uh, Board, so the Tabor Foundation. And uh, then Brandon Wark is the creator of Free State Colorado. Natalie, before we continue this discussion on property taxes, property values, assessments, all that, uh, you and I both know Glenn and Mary Jansen, who are the owners of Jansen Photography, which is a, they have a beautiful property out in Lakewood. But Glenn Jansen truly uh, is able to work magic with the camera. I know that you did uh, your your photos with him, as well as I have some new photos coming out. Uh, and they're ju- it's just pretty remarkable, the business that they have, correct? Oh, it's wonderful. And I'm glad you brought up their property because when they look at their studio and the, 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 the property itself, the classic vehicles they've got, um, the framing, you come up from dance photography away with a beautiful photograph, beautiful different settings on their property that you can take your family to if you're wanting a business pro, 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 uh, professional for portrait. It, it's a great, great um, business to support. Uh, Glenn and Mary do a wonderful job with the final product, uh, school photos, family photos, uh, you and your dog, your cat, a, a variety of different things. They they create magic. Uh, they really do. And, uh, again, they've done photos for Natalie Minton as well as for me. And it is so important. Uh, you know, as I have all these guests come on the show, I ask them for their uh, their photo, their headshot, and um, it, it, I, I realized that that great photo for your business or your political career can really make a big difference. So contact Jansen Photography. Their website is jansenphotography.com. That's J-A-N-S-S-E-N photography.com. And whether or not it's for family or children portraits or um, children's portraits or senior uh, uh, portraits, which you need to be making your appointment now, or that um, business or political photo, they are the place to go. So Brandon Wark, uh, what you're doing with these videos that you and Natalie are creating is you are presenting this big picture uh, that uh, lowering the mill levy has not been a discussion for local ju- jurisdictions, and it should be. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, first off, I would say what we're doing with this video series is very unique. There's a lot of great articles, editorials, out there uh, discussing these issues, but we're really the only ones out there putting together these presentations, these videos that walk people through the issue. And we have videos going online, walking people through websites, really providing this resource, really kind of a, an interactive way that we haven't seen anybody else do. So we're really excited about that. But one of the most important things that we've been touching on is this mill levy reduction. And a lot of these elected officials don't know that they have this capability. Uh, So a lot of it is educating the voters, educating citizens to become active so that we can in turn then educate our local uh, representatives and give them the information about what they can do. Right now is the time when people can run for city council 
and get those signatures to get on the ballot. So we have these candidates out there now. There's this kind of open forum for people who are running for office and giving them that powerful information of, hey, you have the capability to lower these mill levy rates. And if they're not able to do it, there's always a, a process to get an initiative at that city level to do it ourselves from the local activist community. So lowering that mill levy rate does not require a ballot initiative. As Natalie was mentioning about Proposition HH, a lot of people are going to possibly be duped into voting for that, thinking that it's going to lower property taxes. But the reality is the legislator, the city council, your local county officials do not need to ask voters permission to lower these mill levy rates. What they do need to ask permission for is taking away our tax payer bill of rights, refunds or rebates. So that's the only reason why they're putting it to the vote of the of the people. And it's totally dishonest, and they don't need to be doing that. They, they have it all within their power to lower these property taxes without any type of ballot initiative. Well, and Brandon, you make a, an important point there. Regarding Proposition HH, there is the ballot question, and in my voter's guide, I will also link to the, the, all, of the, all of the – the supporting uh, paperwork behind that is over for it's 48 to 58 pages uh, from what I printed off. It was about 48 pages. Uh, quite frankly, if, if they're going to lower our property taxes, it probably doesn't take 48 pages to do that. And so just on that alone, prop HH should be defeated because it is complicated and, uh, and um, it's very convoluted and it's very nebulous. Uh, as I look at that, Brandon Wark. 100% completely agree. One of the points that uh, Natalie really uh, explained well in our video on the Blue Book was you got to be careful when you're looking at the Blue Book. Kind of some red flag or some language that you should be looking for is if the measure was referred by the legislature, you know there's some trickery afoot. You know that they're probably trying to take away your taxpayer bill of rights refunds because that's the only reason they need to refer it to to the people. You know, these legislators didn't need to put HH on the ballot if that's all it was doing was lowering our property tax rates, our assessment rates. So, you know, it's really something that people need to be aware of and look for that language. If you see an initiative that is referred to the people by the legislator, that is a big warning, a red flag right there that they're probably trying to take away our taxpayer bill of rights refunds. And as you said, these big convoluted ballot questions that are kind of hard to explain aren't really necessary if it was as simple as just lowering our property taxes. You got it on that. And uh, this this whole video series can be found at freestatecolorado.com. That is freestatecolorado.com. So I wanted to make sure that we had that. Uh, This just came in on the text line from... um, uh, someone, they said, uh, Natalie, they said this, at the beginning of this nation, we threw tea into the harbor over a tax on tea. If the founding fathers saw, saw how much we were our tax, they would wonder why we haven't had a revolution yet. So I think a way to actually have a, a little bit of some throwing tea into the harbor would to be engaged with these local uh, governmental entities to lower the mill levy. Now, question, Natalie, if they lower the mill levy, would they have to have an election, a, a Tabor election, to increase the mill levy? Is that why they might be reticent to lower it? or And could they temporarily lower it? So what's your thoughts on that? They can temporarily lower that. And what should give them uh, reassurance in that is Senate Bill 108 was passed this year. Mark Baisley uh, from 
Douglas County, I believe, um, was one of the prime sponsors. So somebody looks up Senate Bill 23-108, they will see it authorizes a temporary mill reduction that if uh, goes away later, goes back to the regular amount, would not create an additional election. What's very notable in Prop HH, I'm going to go back to it for a moment, while it claims it will lower, um, put a cap on local government's property tax, that can actually just be waived by the local government having a hearing and a hearing public comment, and then they can waive this limit. They can say, we're going to take in all we want. That's especially important to note because although we're having this very, you know, it's big headlines with Proposition HH, at least in my world, but it's, it's saying the local government can just say, no, we don't want the property tax limits. That's why Brandon and I are focusing a lot of discussion on how to make those changes, whether it's a school board, a city, special districts, which can just charge enormous amounts of mills. Uh, we have to have that plan in place. So for those who are concerned about a temporary reduction, uh, they should just brush that aside. It's not a concern. It's an absolute necessity for us. As you mentioned, there are people who may be at risk of losing their home based on what we're going to see from property tax increases. Local governments collect that property tax. They don't have to put it to, on the ballot to lower it. We have to initiate that pressure. They are not having that discussion. They're getting um, staff presentation. Here's the mill levy from last time. Go ahead, rubber stamp it. Let's do it again. We need to be speaking up and saying, elected representatives, you are representing us. We're looking at our, our budget for next year. And frankly, we're getting really worried here. It's up to you to create action, a board uh, or council resolution um, to make a public hearing and pass that reduction is needed. Get it on the calendar right now and people can just go and send a simple email. It takes five minutes. Speak a public comment. The great side, or not the great side, the silver lining, I should say, of COVID, so many governments have virtual meetings. You don't even have to drive to City Hall to speak during public comment. Chime in during the meeting, give your three minutes, and put this on their radar. Well, and uh, stories are so important. And a story uh, I uh, actually was a moderator at uh, a town hall last week regarding Proposition HH. And it's been called a couple of different things, Preparation HH and Highway to Hell HH. Um, But um, uh, Toby Domish, who is the Douglas County Assessor, and he will be on the show on Monday, uh, said that there was actually a retired uh, gentleman that came into his office and said, I am not sure with these um, new property assessments, and they're going up probably 47, he said on average in Douglas County, 47%. He, he said, I, I, I don't know if I can keep my home with these property taxes and going up like this. And Brandon Wark, we are at a time, I, I take this, I think, as a positive that people are really paying attention and we are having these discussions, but the reality 
of what is happening to people uh, is really tragic, I think, Brandon. Completely. And I think these politicians are using the situation, this crisis, you know, never let a crisis go to waste to, to make an excuse to take away our taxpayer bill of rights refunds. And that's part of the agenda behind Proposition HH. And part of what we're doing and, and the great work that Natalie's been putting forward is to educate people that there are other ways to do it. There are local options to lower these mill levy rates to keep people in their homes and to keep property, to, to lower property taxes back to a much more reasonable level. So the politicians, of course, are using this as an opportunity to push their agenda, but people need to see through that and realize that there's other options out there. And I think that's one of the most key takeaway, a big key takeaway from everything we've been doing. And one of the biggest lessons I think we, we've we learned, you know, uh, Natalie mentioned COVID earlier, the, since the COVID era, these politicians uh, take advantage of the public, you know, and people are going to be looking for solutions. Some people are going to be panicking. We're going to see this going into next year as these property taxes continue to increase and these big bills come due. People are going to be panicking and looking for looking for solutions. And let's hope they don't get deceived into giving up their Tabor refunds by supporting Proposition HH and hope they don't get deceived by any other government programs that come out that, uh, you know, offer the illusion of property tax relief. We need real solutions. And that is lowering our mill levy rates and getting involved at the local level is the best way to do that. So, and Brandon, this is a really a David and Goliath question here. And so you and Matt, Natalie, uh, are really the Davids in getting this information out. But a little bit of truth goes a long way. I, I heard through the grapevine that estimates are that those that are, are in, uh, supporting Proposition HH, that there may be as much as $5 million coming in to, uh, to influence the election on this. Uh, and so this is big stakes on this, Brandon Wark. Yes, you're completely right. We've seen the most recent uh, Tracer reportings. The Secretary of State of Colorado, anybody can look it up and go to Tracer. Uh, you can just Google that and find Tracer and look up who is supporting Proposition HH. It's, of course, the usual suspects like Pat Stryker and some of these out-of-state special interests. And, of course, the teachers unions who have already spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or committed hundreds of thousands of dollars to supporting HH because they see it as an opportunity to take money away from the people. So it is truly a David and Goliath story, but we have uh, truth on our side, liberty, and I think Colorado, we're in a a unique position here where people are going to be more open to defending something they love so much like the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. And, of course, the irony that our governor and other politicians last year talking about how great Tabor refunds are and sending out letters with their names on it saying, hey, look at me, how wonderful I got you your Tabor refund check. And now, of course, they're this year they're wanting to take it away from us. So people love Tabor in Colorado, and I think there's a, a good opportunity that once they find out what the reality is behind Proposition HH, they're, they're going to defeat it. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. Well, and that's why we will continue to shed light on this. And actually, Natalie and Brandon will be uh, on again for the uh, last segment. So if you have questions, you can text us at 720-605-0647. And there's some great comments coming in regarding uh, the whole show. And tomorrow is Open Line Friday, so I will address those uh, tomorrow. But Natalie and, and Brandon will be on, on the line here for this last segment. And so you can call in with questions as well. That call in line is 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. And uh, wanted to mention another great sponsor of the show, which is Lord Levy.
Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well, and that comes from the sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commissions from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and a Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you to be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that. Then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, Natalie Minton is on the line. She is a director at the Tabor Foundation. Also, she has created Colorado Engaged. And Brandon Wark, uh, who is the, the creator of Free State Colorado, that website is freestatecolorado.com, which is where you can uh, access these videos that Brandon and Natalie are putting together to educate or inform you, I would say inform you regarding uh, property taxes. Natalie, let's talk just a little bit about Tabor. Tabor has been under attack since basically the day it was passed by the people of Colorado. And when I say under attack, it has been PBIs and those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties on day one started trying to figure out how they could undercut Tabor and and get more taxpayer dollars and keep it. But Tabor, I've always thought it's really about good manners. And so explain Tabor just a little bit. Sure. Uh, Taxpayers' Bill of Rights has wonderful benefits in it. The main ones are that the government has to ask voters' consent to be able to raise taxes or keep excess revenue, which was supposed to be for a limited amount of time. But it's about consent, and the government does not like that. Uh, You can take a look. Anybody can look it up. Democrats, and I don't think party leadership reflects the average voter, frankly, but the Democrats, uh, Colorado Democrats, platform plank, somebody can look it up at their website, 
the number one financial goal they have is to repeal Tabor. Uh, Tabor's been serving Colorado for 30 years. The claims way back when were Tabor is going to shut down Colorado. Well, actually, obviously it didn't. It makes Colorado actually stronger. So it's really about asking that consent. But the, go- the government for the last um, just under 30 years has been trying to take pieces here, there. I mean, they've tried to whack it out completely. That failed many times. But they continue to try to take pieces so they can nibble away at this. And it's up to us to be able to, to protect our taxpayers' bill of rights um, through these local elections, the blue book process. We, you know, we get tired year after year, but we keep winning. We need more people. We, we take hits here and there, but largely the David versus that government Goliath, we're winning. We just need more hands, more voices. People can't get worn down because it's just too precious to us and to future generations to require the government to ask our permission. Well, uh, so a couple of things here. First of all, it came in on the uh, uh, one of it, our text that says, is there anywhere that people can pick up yard signs for um, against Proposition HH? So what's that look like, Natalie? It's discussions in the works. Um, I'm the registered, we, we formed a Tabor coalition. Um, I'm the registered agent for it, so somebody could reach out to me directly um, at Coalition at gmail.com. That's Coalition at gmail.com. Um, uh, there will be yard signs, we hope. Um, again, we're, we're, you know, we do not have the deep pockets like some of these Washington, D.C. firms that are contributing to try and get HH into our law, take our Tabor refunds. So there's, there's pieces. We also are looking for more and more people to be county leaders in fighting the Prop HH. If you live in a, if one listeners lives in a certain count, lives in a county, wants to sign up and be part of the group and help to speak at local meetings, distribute literature, yard signs, we are needing that help. Okay, and regarding yard signs, uh, all that costs money. And uh, actually, one of the, the um, employees at Crawford the other day said that she's actually going to make her own uh, yard sign, and I think she's doing the uh, pro- um, Proposition HH Highway to Hell, as I think what she, and that was uh, coined by Steve Peck, who is the Douglas County GOP chair. So a couple of things that coming in here. Question for Natalie. says, I did not hear the email address for public comment. So what is that? For the blue book? I, well, they didn't say, but I think it's the blue book. Let's go with that. All right. You're going, the, the uh, listener or anybody else will be going to the Colorado General Assembly's website. That's LEG, which is for legislative. So leg.colorado.gov. On the main and, page of and the. Colorado is CO, right? Is it leg.co.gov? Oh, it is. Okay. It's, it, it's spelled out, yeah, leg.colorado, spelled out, .gov. 
and just Google Colorado General Assembly is easy enough too. On that page, look for the header tab called Initiatives, and there will be a drop-down that says Ballot Analysis. Okay. They will click on that. It will then lead them to the two Blue Book um, subjects that people can comment on. There's actually Proposition HH and Proposition II. Okay. All of the information will be there. They can see the third draft, the email address uh, to make comments to, and the information, all the other relevant information. Awesome. Natalie or, Minson. Or go to, the, or go to com and the, the Brandon has it set up with category tags. Just click, click the burgundy tag that says Property Taxes 2023, and there's one of the episodes titled Blue Book. Okay. Natalie Minton, thank you. And again, Brandon Wark, thank you. And that uh, uh, website is freestatecolorado.com. We will have you both on again very soon because this is such important information. Our quote for the end of the show, I went to Jackie Robinson, and uh, it, this is what he said. Let me get to it here. He said, life is not a spectator sport. If you're going to spend your whole life in the grandstand just watching what goes on, in my opinion, you're wasting your life. That's Jackie Robinson. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Those are the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.